are listening to Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs change their careers. I am Conrad Chua. Many of the guests on this show have spoken about the impact of technology on every aspect of business, and that impact is most visible in the so-called platform wars. Companies use technology to build platforms that bring together consumers on one side with suppliers of products or services on the other. Think Amazon for e-commerce or Uber for transport. Nowhere is this platform war as intense or visible as in Asia, where you already see super apps such as WeChat in China and Gojek in Indonesia. The attractions of being a platform are obvious. You can be asset light, use the cloud to scale rapidly, and collect huge amounts of data to spin out complementary services and grow bigger and bigger. On the flip side, a platform has to be very good at coordinating a huge number of suppliers of services. When I was in Kuala Lumpur, capital of Malaysia, I met a company that was taking a different tact to the platform wars. You might have used Uber Eats or Deliveroo or Grab to order a meal from a favourite restaurant. Damakan does things differently. I spoke with Armin Shriver from Damakan, who was also kind enough to bring me lunch. Armin first explained what is Damakan. It's a food delivery service currently active in Malaysia and Thailand. And um, the main difference to most of the food delivery service you might know is that we are not just covering the logistics part, but we're actually producing the food on our own and distributing through our own riders. So this is quite a different model from like Uber Eats, Grab Eats, um, uh, Deliveroo, which uh, is much more common, where they're pretty much a, a middleman in a way, right? They work with, there's restaurants, there's a, a, a group of delivery riders. So you have your own chefs, you have your own drivers or riders, right? So why, why this model? The, the main reason for this is that you have a fundamental change on the demand side. People are changing um, the way how they eat. Cooking is not longer a thing that you really do to, to eat, but it's more like a social exercise and you do it for special occasion or for fun as a hobby. So people still eat, but they don't really want to cook them more for themselves. And on the supply side, what you have, you have a very inf- insufficient infrastructure. The infrastructure offers you fast food, like Domino's, like McDonald's, or now with the new uh, companies that you mentioned, restaurant food delivered. But the fundamental problem is the food is not really great. Yeah. For example, for fast food, you can't re- eat it every day. And even for these new uh, companies, they deliver restaurant food, which is might not optimize for delivery, and which is also quite expensive because it's restaurant price plus delivery fee, right? So it's not really a solution for every day. And how you can approach this is by doing everything in-house. So what we do is we uh, combine the efficiencies of a large-scale food manufacturer with a tech stack and a highly optimized delivery system, which results in people having restaurant-quality meals at 30 to 50% discount to restaurant prices, making it an everyday product. Uh, for Damakan, you want people to, uh, at the start of the week, almost book 
uh, all the meals that they, they're going to order. Is that right? No. Um, I mean, you can do this. That's also the difference to, to uh, all these other companies that you named. But you don't have to. We do on-demand delivery. Yeah? So you can order now and get your meal in 30 minutes. But you can also order uh, for your complete lunchtime for the next two weeks if you want to do that, right? Um, that's possible. I can see how by doing everything in-house, it creates a lot of uh, efficiencies. Yeah? So does this mean also that you get a lot more control over uh, the quality, the packaging, and the delivery becomes a lot more efficient because, let's say, uh, you get standard boxes that, that your riders have to, have to use rather than grapple with something that a restaurant provides. Exactly. All of these, these things are optimized in a way that helps the customer experience and helps the product. Yeah? Starting from, um, from the boxes, um, the meals themselves, so we develop them in-house and uh, we have basically real-time feedback from all the orders that we do so we can improve any recipe up to the point that the, the people really love it. Um, that, that you can't do in the, in the old model with the other companies and the restaurants, right? Because the restaurants don't get any, any real feedback. I found it really interesting that you also have your own chefs and you profile the chefs. And these, these chefs come from um, major hotels, have, have worked in major hotels or major restaurants. Um, how did you get chefs to move from you know a prestigious five-star hotel to work in this environment that's a good question i think for them they really understand what we are trying to do and for them it's also a very different scale of how they can make people enjoy their culinary skills for example the chefs they're shown with their dishes in our app um hundred of thousands of people see them in there especially when they're, for example, from KL, right? They, I mean, all their friends see they're in their app and this is their food. We have some dishes that are sold 150,000 times or more, right? So that's, that's I think, also very prestigious and they, they have the feeling they can, um, yeah, they get, they get feedback on their, on their food. Um, I think that's, that's, yeah, really empowering for them. I mean, I come from Singapore, and I know that in this area, in this region, people will travel forty minutes to one small stall that sells one particular thing that yeah. they absolutely, absolutely love. Um, how do you? How does Damakan operate in this sort of environment where you obviously offer um, good food, uh, a, a smaller range of that compared to all the tons of hawkers that are here in KL? Obviously, everybody has some special cravings or that one shop that you really like XYZ item from. But on average, um, the, the tastes are quite similar in, in a certain region. So we constantly develop new dishes that have a daily changing menu so people don't get bored. They can, they can find the classics. They can find the local dishes. They can find constantly new dishes. And with giving feedback, we also adapt the taste to what people really want. So over time, they get everything they want. Maybe sometimes they want to have the little bit unhealthy version, like a butter, ch butter chicken with rice. Maybe they want something um, on the healthy side. And, and we, can, we can cater to all of this very, very fast. Can you talk about how Damakan got started and 
how big it is now. Yeah, um, how it got started. So um, our founders, two of them, started uh, Food Panda in Hong Kong and uh, scaled scaled that uh, up quite rapidly. Food, pan food Panda would be kind of like a, a Grab Eats and Uber Eats type of thing, is it? Uh, so what they do is they provide the logistics um, for restaurants to, to deliver the food once ordered, basically, yeah. And two of the founders, they, they were scaling the, the Hong Kong office up for Food Panda, and they realized two things. First, the market opportunity is massive with all these changes that I earlier outlined. And two, you can do way better than just doing the logistics. And um, so they, they came together with the idea of doing something on their own. Southeast Asia was, was the target market. Um, they decided to, to start here in Malaysia. And um, third partner Chris, he's like a like a tech guy, joined them in this because they they knew from the beginning we have to get the culinary side right, we have to get the marketing branding side right, and we definitely have to build everything tech supported, the delivery as well as feedback R and D for the food and production side. So um, they started off in Malaysia, very typical startup story i would say cooking themselves out of an apartment doing interviews with the first customers talking to people in cafes hey this is my idea would you would you like it can can i sign you on for a few meals and they really started off the typical startup way yeah? and by now um we expanded into uh, into thailand already yeah? so we're in two countries by now we are serving um thousands and thousands of meals every day in KL alone and um, we are soon to expand in further countries and uh, received uh, quite some significant venture capital in the meantime. So your role in Damakan, I know you do, as a, in a startup you have to do quite a large, large amount, uh, but your primary role is in terms of finance and I know that Damakan has raised you know, two, two rounds of funding, been admitted to Y Combinator, etc. How would you Say, um, has it been, I mean, what are some of the challenges in terms of uh, raising money in Southeast Asia? I think Southeast Asia is um, maybe still a little bit underdeveloped or overlooked, let's put it, let's put it this way, especially if you compare it to the US or um, European Chinese market, maybe. Um, what really helped us is the um, participation in Y Combinator. Yeah. So after we got initial traction here and participated in Y Combinator, you had also this this overall global brand that helped you open some doors. And in the end of the day, I think the fundraising is, is a function of how good is your product, how good is the idea you're working on, and how hard you work on. Yeah. So I think... Um, the, the, the market is further picking up. Venture capital is getting more and more here. More and more funds are opening up, especially in Singapore. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely developing the right direction. So uh, you talk about a good product, and I have to thank you because you've got here in front of us, people can't see this, but three boxes of Damakan food. Um, so before we start eating, can you tell listeners, what does Damakan mean? Um, it's local language, Bahasa, and it means have you eaten or good food. 
So it's like a common household phrase that you can use. And we specifically decided for this because we wanted to have something that is easy be easily rememberable, but also completely resonate with everybody who hears it. Yeah. So, Armin, can you tell us, what is this three boxes? Yeah, we, we have different meal lines to cater to different tastes and kind of use cases. Yeah. Sometimes you want to eat more healthy. Sometimes you want to have your craving. So one of them is a very local dish. The lo locally popular dish, it's a salted egg buttered chicken. I think it's originally Korean, but people love it here in Malaysia. Yeah, so this is one of our economy line meals. Then we have, I think, yeah, this is um, braised beef with mashed potatoes, if I'm not mistaken. So this is one of our premium line meals. So something more more hearty, um, great ingredients, just a just a really nice meal. And I think the third one, I think I picked something from the healthy line. Let me let me check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is this is a little bit more of the healthy line. This is a dish, a chicken a chicken dish with uh, corn, corn and beans and salsa and some vegetables. So this is something for somebody who's coming out of the gym, but but still wants a very ha good, high quality and affordable meal. And each, um, it all comes in this. Paper. Is it a cardboard box? This is a cardboard box with uh, cutlery, box. cutlery box as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So what, what we thought, I think this also maybe uh, goes back to uh, why it's it's great to do everything in house. All these items are matched to each other. The design is nice. Um, when you get your box, you have your cutlery. The cutlery has a good quality. You don't have to search for it in a in a in a plastic uh, um, a box or something like that. And also everything. I mean, nowadays it's getting more and more important. Everything is biodegradable, and uh, yeah. So so you don't have to have like a bad bad conscious when you use it. All right, great. So uh, without further ado, let's just start eating. Exactly. What do you want? <laughs> That was my conversation with Armin Shriver of Damakan. And I have to say, the food was delicious. My favorite was the butter chicken. Sinful, I know. This is the first of three episodes that I recorded during a business trip in Asia. In the next episode, I make the short journey from Kuala Lumpur to Singapore, where I spoke with a professor of psychology about one's interests, passions, and how that affects one's career search. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe if you've not done so. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. And just one favor, share this with someone you know who would benefit from listening. Please leave a rating and review. It helps others discover the show. You can tweet at me at Conrad Chua 16 Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers. Mm -hmm.